Hey guys, welcome to The Tipping Point. I am your host, Joanne Johnson, and we are in store for yet another amazing show. I know, I know. You keep saying, you know what? Each week these shows get better and better, right? It's true. You know, and again, I say this to you all the time. I am totally amazed that I get to do what I love. And I would encourage all of you, if you are doing what you love, you know that old saying, you never work if you love what you do, right? Um, it's just you're passionate about it. You love it. If you do it for free, then you are in the right line of work. But let's not make a habit of doing it for free, okay? Because, you know, the light bill, it wants to get paid. Any whoozle, any wheezy. So we have an amazing show. I have got a friend of mine tonight, Mike Ellis. If you do not know who Mike Ellis is yet, you will. He is a jack of all trades. He is a syndicated newspaper columnist. He owns Artisan Entertainment. He hosts the Mike on Mike radio show. He is a stand-up comedian. I mean, he does it all. He is this ball of energy, absolutely amazing. And he epitomizes what our show is about. He is a game changer. He is an entertainer. He's that whole ball of wax. He is somebody that you want to be following. I want to play a quick clip of his stand-up. Hang tight with me. And I'm just going to pull this up and then we're going to go ahead and bring him right on in the room. Experience here that you haven't had anywhere else. And that's all I have. <laughs> Oh man, it's so great to be here. Those of you that I've met some people here tonight, my name's Mike Ellis. I'm the owner here at the Artisan of Flat Rock. It's so great to have been here for two years. We're moving our road. We're going down the road to Abbeville, South Carolina. How many of you know where that is? Yeah. Detroit. I think it's 10 miles from where those crop circles happened, I believe. That's about where it is. But thank you so much for coming. I am a uh, originally from Los Angeles, California, now living in Etowah, North Carolina. <laughs> 6,000 people in Etowah, North Carolina, one Jew. <laughs> the parade for me is next week. I'm very excited about that. 6,000 people, one Jew. That is a low ratio, man. To give you an idea how low that is, my next door neighbor has 13 times as many chickens as there are Jews in Illinois. North Carolina. I'm not shitting you. That's crazy right there, man. It's nuts. It's great, though. I'm Jewish because I'm Jewish. In every Jewish family, there's one person so gung-ho about being Jewish. That was my grandmother. We played games growing up. Her favorite game to play was Clue, and the only reason she loved to play Clue was that it rhymes. With Jew. <laughs> Ridiculous. But now you can understand why she never wanted to play Yahtzee. <laughs> Some of you are like, I've heard that joke one too many damn times. Because I'm Jewish too, man. Everybody assumes I'm supporting Bernie Sanders in this next election. Let me tell you all something, all right? Bernie Sanders is not Jewish. I don't care what they say, all right? You can't be Jewish and want to increase spending. <laughs> that does not work at all. <laughs> Bernie Sanders is Jewish. I have an easier time believing Abraham Lincoln was Jewish. At least he got shot in the temple. And we stopped there. He 
he's amazing. He's funny. He's totally incorrect. He's just, you know, a he's an equal opportunity offender, just like my husband. So it's awesome. We love him. Of course, you know, everything that he's saying in his stand-up is a joke. So don't panic. Let's go ahead and bring him in, you guys. Mike Ellis. Hey, how are you, my friend? Hey, how's it going? Good. That's an awesome bit. It's funny. It's funny. funny. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Once in a while, I can be funny. All the time you're funny. I want to ask you just right off the bat, talk about that rush about being a stand-up comedian. I want to take each thing that you do kind of separately if we could. So let's dive right on into comedy. But when you're up there and you're getting that crowd going, what is that like? Um, I don't know. It's only happened twice in five years. And that was one of them. Um, no, really? it's, no, I'm kidding. It's, it's great. Um, you know, it, it's fun just to entertain, make people laugh um, in a day and time when, you know, so many people are just either arguing or, you know, watching the news or whatever. Um, being able to laugh is just so important with people. It really is because it takes us to a different place where we're not constantly arguing and, and fighting and whatever. You know, it's just it comedy is a wonderful thing. And uh, it, it makes me happy, makes my heart happy when people do laugh and enjoy. Well, that's it. You and I talk about that because the world right now is so serious and we see with everything going on and anxiety is absolutely through the roof right now. You know, worry, anxiety, depression, all of these things, because we don't know. I mean, the world's changing so quickly and it's frightening and all these things are going on. If we can take a minute and lose ourselves in a comedy sketch and we can just enjoy that. And we know, and I say this all the time with other comedians, laughter is healing. It's good medicine. They have done a lot of research on say cancer patients and stuff who they'll put them in their home or in a room and just run comedy after comedy show and nothing but positive vibes. And then they see significant improvement in them. So, I mean, we know that this is helpful. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, Listen, no matter what's going on, it, it's I've been doing comedy shows for about five years now. And it's amazing to me how many people will come up and say, you know, I just had the worst day or whatever. And it just it just, uh, you know, it's warming to know that uh, we could bring some joy and, um, you know, not and get away from the the craziness of what happens. And you're right. Anxiety, depression, it's all part of it, a part yeah. of this life. And uh uh, you know, many comedians and entertainers suffer from depression, anxiety and everything else. That's why we go on stages to uh, yeah. express that on stage. And um, and we're just thankful that people can respond and enjoy. I think people are often so surprised, Mike, when they find out. Take Robin Williams as an example, when he passed away and they were like, I don't understand that he was so funny. He seemed so happy. Well, yeah, on stage he did and in his movies he did, but we don't know what's going on behind somebody's closed door. No. Uh, in fact, so many people were like, I'm shocked. I'm surprised. You know, whatever. I wasn't. I mean, I'll just be a straight on honest. You know, there are so many comedians uh, that suffer from depression and everything else. And uh, uh, unfortunately, we lose a lot of comedians because of depression and anxiety and feeling alone and you know, it's a, I've probably done shows now over five years between music and comedy for over, ah, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand people now, I'm guessing. I, I have no idea. I'd have to figure it out. 
but at the end of the day, yeah, it's it's cool to put on shows and everybody. But after it's over, the curtain comes down and you still go to your hotel and mm-hmm. lights are off and you know you're you're back to where you were before you were on stage. It's uh, it's like so yeah. all entertainers, all entertainers, because the curtain comes down, the camera stops, and now real life kicks in. And now and real life kicks in. Yeah. Did you ever hear that? Like even with nerves, did you ever hear about Elizabeth Taylor? For those of you who remember Elizabeth Taylor, but she used to throw up, she said before every single performance and it doesn't matter how many years she was in the limelight and people just don't know this stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've uh, worked with a lot of comedians. Uh, so, and, and very few of them are, are the same off stage as they are on. Uh, that's true of all entertainers. You know, I mean, um, I can name some that are great off stage, and then I could name some that I've basically refused to work with ever again. Uh, it's just part of the game, and everybody responds differently to their different levels of fame or not fame or ego or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that uh, is is a problem. And uh, you're making me laugh, though, Mike, because I'm sure you heard that too long ago about Eddie Murphy. And everybody expects comedians to just be funny at the drop of a hat. And some people, some fans were so disappointed in him. I guess one day if he sees this show, he's like, what are you talking about? No, but it but they were disappointed in him, I guess, because they're like, OK, be funny like he's a puppet. Just drop, you know, be funny. What do you want me to do? Fart? I mean, I can't. You know, there's and it was so funny to me when I heard that, because we don't think that when we see someone who's in the entertainment business, we expect them to be the person that we have who they are in, in our mind. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing to me how many people when they hear that, uh, you know, I do comedy, they're like, Oh, tell me some jokes or, Oh, and it's, it's not like that. It's, it's not like all of a sudden we're just going to do a routine for everybody that we come across or, you know, or it's, it's real life, man, that we have to go to. And listen, whether you're in the, whether you're a comedian, whether a musician, whatever, you know, we still put on our pants, our shoes and pay bills like everybody else. It's not yeah. any different. We just happen to do a craft just like everybody goes to work and they have a job to do, you know, well, whether for me, you know, when I'm on set, when I'm on set and I'll shoot four shows in a day for my, one of my TV shows, I am, I'm done after that. There's no talking. I don't say anything the whole drive home. I'm quiet because I leave it all out on the set. There's nothing left over. And if somebody saw that, they go, what's the matter with her? She seems so depressed. She's so quiet. I never thought she was so quiet. No, I'm totally spent, dude. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, It's, it's a different, different world out there, you know? In fact, uh, I think sometimes uh, it's different for people that do have a regular nine to five job sometimes because they see the same people every day. So they're in a routine of being the friends with the same people. You know, a lot of entertainers, when you're going from city to city doing shows, you're friends for a day and then that's it. And you go to sleep and, you know, you might become friends on Facebook or something, uh, but that's about it. And then you wake up and it's a whole new group of people. It's, it's very, it's very different. And then for you, so you've got different pockets of people everywhere because we're talking about you being a stand-up right now, but there's other elements to what you do. You have a syndicated newspaper article. Can you talk about that? Because that's fascinating. I don't know if everybody realizes that you do that. I have a, a column uh, for a few newspapers called A Slice of Mike. Um, and uh, it, it's kind of odd. I, I wrote a column 
about me doing shows in Abbeville uh, for uh, a newspaper nearby. And they just thought it was funny and clever and said, do you want to do a column? Now, I, the Index Journal also wanted to have me publish a column. Uh, I do opposite weekends of, of my good friend Pam Stone from the TV show Coach, who mm-hmm. uh, big shout out to her because she's uh, absolutely one of my favorite people on earth. And I do a lot of shows with her and stuff. But um, yeah, she's, uh, I, so I do a column every week. I didn't, or every other week. I didn't know that it was going to come to this, uh, but I wound up getting a lot of followers because it's, it's kind of funny, sometimes clever, but also gets to people to know me and my emotions and what's out there a little bit. So uh, I enjoy it. And you can follow it. Um, if you Google a slice of Mike, Mike Ellis with one L and Mike E-E-L-I-S, uh, you can find me index journal, press and banner and a couple others. So I think this is interesting, Mike, because you're about the third or fourth person in a row who said, I didn't know I was going to be doing this. I didn't know yeah. this is what I aspire to do. You've got people out here spending their entire lives out here trying to kill it. They're out there on the pavement and they're, you know, on their knees. Is it ever going to happen for me? Ah! And then, no. And then you're like, oh, I didn't really want to be a writer, but it just happened. How did it, how did this happen? Oh, that's, that's a book. That's not a 30 minute segment on the tip. But, you know, I mean, uh, it just kind of one thing led to the next. You never know when you wake up each day, what's going to come to you as far as um, opportunities or where you're heading. I I always say, you know, I'm 48 years old and I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up because when I got into this business, I was just doing it to do stand up comedy and once in a while getting on stage. That's it. I never knew that I was going to be promoting musicians or writing a column or having a radio show or, uh, I'm in a rock video that I'm going to be in a couple of weeks. I love this story. You've got to talk about this. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It, or I don't know I'm going to be on the tipping point. I, You know, you wake up each day and between the contacts and the uh, relationships, I don't know. I, I mean, tomorrow I could become a professional wrestler. Well, maybe not that. But, you know, I mean, I don't know what's going to come up. But isn't it's, that sweetness of life? It is. It is. It makes it fun. It makes it exciting. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Uh, it's so, cost me. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's hard with we always jump over each other on this kind of a format, but it's okay. that's the other part of this. And and again, I, I tend to replicate sometimes when I talk to my guests that I there are certain questions that I I really think is important to hit on. This was another one the amount of work that it takes, the amount of time that it takes. And there's this common misnomer for everybody in the entertainment business. Oh, they were just lucky. It just happened. And I really want to get that message out, particularly because there are people who watch all of you and they think, okay, first of all, it might be easy. Or first of all, they're lucky. It's not going to happen for me. I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to walk away. And I I want that message out to everybody, not only in the entertainment business, but in life, because you could literally be one day away from it happening for you. Talk about that. Uh, Yeah. I mean, for my friends, they're pretty close to me. No, I mean, between everything I do, um, I, I have a lot of 15 hours, 16 hour days, 17 hours, 18 hours. You just don't know. Uh, I have to keep a to-do list every day. In fact, uh, one of my friends always makes fun of me because of it. Uh, but because 
I'm, I'm so ADD to begin with. And on top of that, with everything I have to do, but working hard is important and, and working hard uh, is comes at a price. You know, I've lost touch with friends. I've lost friendships. I've, um, you know, but at the end of the day, the ones that are true to what I'm doing and the fans that follow my shows and everything, they're the ones that are so important to me and everything else. And um, uh, it's it's grueling, man. And you don't know, exactly, with me doing so many different things, uh, how many messages, how many emails, how many, and, and I have to drop what I'm doing and get to this, that, the other, especially if I'm working with some bigger names. Um, but uh, yeah, man, working hard is so important. I mean, you know, it's so cliche to say, you could do whatever you want to accomplish if you work hard for it. it. That you've heard that a million times from our parents, from teachers, from advisors, whatever, uh, from motivational speakers. But at the end of the day, a lot of it is very true. As long as you have a goal in mind of what you're trying to accomplish, and uh, you know, and really to take chances with what you do. I've made so many mistakes in this business. I can't even count them. I could, that's literally a, a thousand mistakes I've made in five years in this business. But I've made a lot of good choices as well, taking risks and saying, you know what? I know I've never been a radio show host before, but let's try it. I know I've never written a column every two weeks before, but let's try it. You know, even as a comedian, I bomb sometimes because I'm, I'm an MC more than I am a headliner <laughs> or anything like that. But I keep getting up and I keep doing it. You know, and that's okay. Tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day. And to forgive yourself, to allow yourself to make the mistakes, to learn from them, right? And don't you find, Mike, that it it keeps you humble? If you went out and did everything perfectly the first time, everything came to you so easily. You didn't have to work for anything. You're not going to appreciate it. You're going to think that it was because of you. You're going to solely because of you. You're going to think that. Uh, you know, what, what else are you going to think? I mean, it's not like that. But those people who are looking at you and go, wow, he is amazing. He's, you know, the radio show, uh, artisan entertainment, the column, the stand up. They go, well, I can't do that. You're saying, yes, you can, but you've got to be willing to put the work in. You got to put in the work, you know, um, and you got to be uh, willing to fail a lot, uh, especially in comedy. It, it's amazing to me. I, I'm good friends with, and I've gotten to perform with Emo Phillips a lot. Those that know me know what a huge fan I am of him. Uh, he was talking about how he used to bomb night after night after night. Uh, and now he was just named one of the hundred greatest comedians of all time by Comedy Central. And, uh, it's funny. Yeah. I, I joke him. I say, you are uh, uh, number 51 this year. And he says, well, that just means I have to get better. You know, and that's, that's that. yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's really getting up every day. And you know what? There are times you're going to fail and give up on, on an aspect of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I have recreated my comedy a thousand times. I still don't know who I am as a comedian. I wish I did because that's when you start doing well every night. And uh, that doesn't happen for me. But uh, yeah, I mean, just getting out there, being willing to uh, understand that there are a lot of mistakes out there mm -hmm. and be willing to take a turn or take a chance that's what it's all about. And I've done that. I've, I've changed things so much. And I'm like you, I, every day I get up, I make all kinds of mistakes and I fail at this one thing. And then I go, well, okay, what can I learn from that? Or do I want to, you know, you know, what can I tweak? 
in my life or in any of my shows or or I wish I wouldn't have done my one of my books this way or whatever. We learn and we grow. And I don't think I would change that. Would you? No, absolutely not. I think the mistakes I've made uh, have made me stronger, have made me better at what I do, uh, made me a more honest person with where I want to go and where I want to be. Uh, it was so easy when I got into this business to get starstruck by people to get because um, I've worked with some pretty decent names, um, you know, and I realize over time that just surround yourself with the people that are supportive, who have joy for what you do. Um, take criticism, take criticism and don't. It's amazing to me how many comedians that want to be on shows send me videos. And when I give them feedback and I say, hey, listen, you know, and I always try to make it positive, even though I'm honest, like you're not ready for this big of a show yet. They just go off and get really upset. And I'm like, that's not the attitude to have. The attitude is thank you. Even if you don't agree, that's all right. But thank you so much for the feedback. I'll learn from it. And um, we move on. I mean, it's it's part of the process. How would you get better if we are thinking that everything we're doing is right and we're not willing to to sit back and, and take a look at, well, we need to tweak this here or that here. Then we go about our business making that same mistake. Everybody's seeing it. And then you wish one day later, God, I wish somebody would have said something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a hard lesson to learn. And especially with comics and people with egos and strong personalities, uh, criticism, uh, direction is something that we're not always, I uh, listen, I struggled with it, you know? Um, and, uh, I still today struggle with it, but I don't get upset anymore. I, in fact, I love when people give me cr criticism about my show or give me points or whatever. Um, you know, it's just part of the learning process and anything you do, whether it's entertainment or whether it's, you know, um, working retail, whether you're a lawyer, whatever, the most successful people are people that uh, have taken criticism and taken learning lessons and said, okay, tomorrow, how am I going to do this better than I did today? That's it. And it's funny. If you looked at the intro that I have for the show right now, you'll see there's, and I, and I change it as, as new guests come on and things, but there's one that I leave up and that's with the comedian Trish Sir. And she's a national comedian. She's perfectly clear. And my face is all but blurred out. Well, one of the things I wanted, I want to keep it there because she's amazing. And I want people to know that she partnered with this show. The other part of it is what a train wreck that picture is of me. And it shows where the tipping point started. Now, see, when I'm when I'm on set and I've got a production team and a makeup artist and all of that, it's great. OK, we've got craft services. All this is fun. This is very different. We're still in the middle, uh, middle of a pandemic and I'm bringing all this talent on the show. But I'm behind the scenes doing my own little technology, having to figure it all out. We had such problems in the beginning with our technology, with the live streaming, everything that could go wrong with the show was going wrong. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to throw this computer out the window, how to get three new computers, a new, you know, new internet service, different lights, all kinds of stuff. You could have been at that point, I think, so frustrated and just said, forget this. This is clearly not what I'm supposed to do. But this it goes back to the message, Mike, we're saying in the beginning, if you really believe in what you're doing, and you really are trying to help the community or the, the country or all these artists that come up, whatever it is that you feel called to do, you have to be willing 
to, to humble yourself enough to be embarrassed like that sometimes and to just say, suck it up, buttercup, let's move and to keep going. But I love that because I look at that picture where it's all fuzzed out like that. Okay, that's where we were. Now this is where we are and there's still mistakes going on. There's still so much room for improvement. But in six months, we'll have this conversation again and go, wow, can you believe back then? Sure, absolutely. I mean, you know, uh, you can always look back and say, I could have changed this. I Listen, comedians do it, musicians do it. Um, I think it was... I think it was Mick Jagger or somebody. I think one of those big songs like Satisfaction, there was still something in that song that he says he didn't like about it, wish he could re-record it. And yet Satisfaction is one of the greatest rock songs of all time. Right. So yeah. uh, I think we all do that. We're, we're very, uh, we're, we're perfectionists. We want it to be great. Like the clip that you showed at the beginning of me, I still look at it today and, and I, I don't know why I wiggled my arm more than once or twice. I guess it was just a nervous thing that day. Uh, but you know, I think we all do that. And that's, that's okay. You know, it's amazing how many times I get off stage and go, gosh, that was terrible. And people are like, no, it wasn't. I, you got a lot of laughs. You did great. And then there are days I think I did amazing. And it, the, I guess when I look back, it wasn't that fantastic, you know? Um, but we're and, a critic, Mike. Oh, I'm, I am my own worst critic. I can tell you that for a fact. And my friends will all tell you that, yeah. um, you know, it's very tough uh in in comedy today especially today because there i i was on a radio show and somebody asked me uh why is it that uh uh political correctness has become such a big thing now about doing stand-up comedy you know um mel brooks said five or six years ago that uh, political correctness would become the death of stand-up comedy mm. um and uh, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's right, but it, he has a great point because it's become very tough to do what we do because you're very afraid of what the audience is going to think. You know, That's there's a big difference between content and intent and people are starting to forget that. They're jokes. You're up there to entertain. You're not setting out to offend anyone. No, absolutely not. And even the ones that were, I mean, I look back at when I grew up in the eighties, a lot of the uh, people, you know, that all, a lot of the comedians I grew up listening to, they would never make it today. They just oh, no. couldn't. No, you look at television from way back in the day and oh, yeah. shows would never be able to be aired today. No, it's, it's a totally different world. Unfortunately, uh, I still go at, love going back and watching uh, taxi and all in the family. And, and, and I don't really think, of the racist and the, and the, this, I think it's funny material. It's just very, yeah. you know, I don't, I guess we look at very differently these days. We do. Let's talk. Now, the last thing was the radio show you host yeah. on the Mike radio show. Talk about that show just a little bit and how it got started. The Mike on the Mike radio show uh, is on WZLA 92.9 in the upstate South Carolina area. Let me pull uh, a picture. Oh wow! Look at that. I so look good in the photo. I need to. Uh, I need to work on that. Um, the uh, I was I was a guest on the show once or twice with Benji and Lacey in the morning. And big shout out to Benji Grayson uh, and uh, Lacey Yates. They do a great job. And um, they uh, they told me after the show one day. Uh, they said, you know, you have no problem talking. You have that radio voice. You just, you know. 
And uh, I joked with them and I said, well, you just got to give me my own show. And I was totally kind of kidding. I really was. Yeah. Uh, but then like, as I was getting comfortable with the show, when I came in town, I would talk about what was going on at the Abbeville Opera House. I would talk about, uh, I would even do their weather and sports reports. And next thing I know, I was kind of training to have my own show. And when it came to me, I said, well, that's fine. But I, I, I'm not saying I have to do it my way. I'm not that kind of person, but mm-hmm. I'd like to make it a little funny, little, you know, so they're allowing me to do stand-up comedy on it. I play old bits of everybody from Jeff Foxworthy, Rodney Dangerfield, uh, a lot of the people on dry bar comedy today, because it's a clean show, obviously. Yes. Uh, but we added in country. Obviously they have country music there. So we added in the stand-up comedy and a call-in show. And uh, yeah, I've been doing it almost a year now and I really enjoy it. Lots of great people. It's a great show. And before I jumped ahead because I forgot to talk about artists and entertainment. I mean, this is, this is just something else that's in your bag that you do. You're a booking agent basically, right? For a lot of different acts, musicians and comedians too. And so then you're having, aren't you having special guests on your radio show too on Fridays? Yeah, this Friday, um, you know, I've made a lot of contacts, some very interesting people this Friday on the Mike on the Mike show is going to be somebody very interesting. It's Jody Rocco, who uh, may not be a name, you know, right off him, but you're going to know the band she was in. Because she was the female lead singer of the group Millie Vanilli back in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, she was the one that sang that female voice in the back. Uh, and she's going to be on our show. I've become friends with her. She's going to talk about the scandal of Millie Vanilli and how they, the rise to fame and everything else. And she's a really interesting person. Uh, and then at the end of February, of course, we're, we have Michael Winslow from Police Academy, Spaceballs, all that. Gee, he's going to be on you the do. show. You do. And I want to jump to the local lookout really quick. Speaking of that. So let's let's kind of summarize. You know, Mike Ellis is a comedian. He is a syndicated newspaper columnist. He owns Artisan Entertainment and he is the host of the show Mike on Mike. Let me pull this up one more time. Real quick, um, 92.9, okay, WZLA, and that is uh, Fridays 11 to 1. But speak every other Friday, every other Friday, every other Fridays a month. So, so let me pull this up really quick because so local lookout, we have all kinds of things going on all over, you know. um, the city of Seneca, South Carolina is doing all kinds of things, but Mike, I want to pull this up your shows, um, Abbeville opera house. So here are some dates on things because you're also doing this. You're talking about, um, Michael Winslow's coming. You have all of these different things happening. Very exciting. But you and I have a little bit of a surprise too, that we wanted to tell people about the Mike on Mike show. So take it away. Well, so, um, I have a, uh, yeah, the big surprise is I have a new co-host for my show, which, uh, and she's kind of special and funny and hilarious and sweet and everything. And she's the person interviewing me right now. Joanne Jones is going to be my new co-host. How about that, you guys? So tomorrow. I can't can't see. Fist bump. Wait, wait. There, where? There. Fist bump. So I am the new co-host for the Mike on Mike show with Mike Ellis. And twice a month, month, Fridays from 11 to 1, beginning tomorrow, 11 to 1. So it's going to be really exciting. You guys make sure you tune in. And Mike, there's also going to be like a special topic of the day. It's a call-in show. That we're asking people to call in 
and yeah, and, us. and you can follow um, us on Facebook, the Mike on the mic, M I K E on the M I C Mike on the mic uh, yeah. show WZLA 92.9. If you Google, uh, you know, whatever, search that in um, on your Facebook, you'll be able to get it. We're actually getting our Mike on the mic, Instagram and everything together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little bit behind on the Instagram thing. I know. But, no, I'm like, we look good today. Um, but no, and you, if you get on Facebook and you get Mike Ellis with one L and you go to about him, you'll see um, the mic on the mic. You can click right there too, to get straight to the mic on the mic. So that's good. And also you can search it on Facebook um, and get with me, Joanne Johnson media, the tipping point slash upstate. We also have a group for the tipping point, which is the tipping point slash SC. You guys, do us a favor, help us out with the tipping point. Get on the page, the tipping point slash upstate. Make sure you like it and invite all of your friends. But not just that, we're a little bit stuck in the algorithm. So I'm begging you, pleading with you. Okay, help a sister out. Okay, um, make sure that you're just going through and liking the post to help us get unstuck. Because the way that it works is if they don't see people liking anything or commenting anything, they start to hide your stuff. So we have to get this page moving because there are people all over the world that are trying to watch this show and are trying to interact with the page. I did a little survey the other day and I posted something and somehow it slipped through. And you can see that on the page. I asked people, do you see this post? And the majority was, this is the first one I've ever seen. So, yeah. So, you know, not to sound like a, you know, a weirdo or anything. And, and, I'm I'm not above begging. Okay, is what I'm saying. So I just get in there so that people don't miss out. Is all I'm saying. And make sure you follow the Mike on the Mike show. Tune in tomorrow from 11 to 1. If you are in the Abbeville area, it's going to be phenomenal. We're super excited. We're going to be crazy hot messes, you guys. We've had Mike Ellis with us. Mike's going to come back. Um, he will be coming back to promote the people that come on to the Abbeville Opera House. He'll be helping me to introduce you to these people who are coming on. Mike will more than likely also be a part Part of the local lookouts from time to time. So look forward to having him back. Mike, thank you so much. And I am going to see you tomorrow. You will. Thanks for having me on the show. I All enjoyed right. it. Bye, my friend. How fun is that? Can you guys stand yourselves? Look, pinch, pinch, pinch. I'm so excited. He's awesome. He's fun. Make sure you guys tune into the show. Also follow him on Facebook. Try to find out, you know, with his comedy stuff, where he is. He's an amazing person and he's an example of what I love having on this show. You know, this show is about raw and real conversations with national entertainers and game changers, people who are getting out there and killing it. Um, You can do what you want to do in this life, but you've got to be willing to put in the hard work. It does take time, blood, sweat and tears, but it's worth it if you really want it. I think my last suggestion for the day would be make sure that you're sweet to people on the way up. You're going to see them on the way down. Um, Work together, not against each other. There is a thing called synergy. It's to your best interest to work with everybody and not compete with each other. Just try to help each other because people who help each other, everybody will rise. I love you. It's been an awesome time with you. Again, listen to uh, 92.9 tomorrow from 11 to 1. Come back and see us on Monday. We have another amazing guest. I am going to close out with my cutie patootie little outro. Y'all, I love you. Until next time, be loving, be kind, and as always, be humble, but lead with love. Boom, boom, boom.